Hello and welcome everyone to the Sports Unite podcast. This is episode 24. I hope you are having a fantastic day. We got some great news coming up and some really heartwarming stories. We're going to keep it a little light this week just with everything that's going on in not just North America but the world. I think we need some wonderful nice stories to get everyone having a smile on their face and get ready for the winter that is coming up. So we're just going to look at a few news pieces before we get into those happy news stories. So it looks like an agreement has been reached for when the NBA will return and it's sooner rather than later. Many uh, places and people were kind of commenting, not sure when the NBA season would start. Initially, the NBA came out and said they wanted a December 1st. Well, we're less than a month away now, and that's not going to happen. But it looks like the Board of Governors, NBA uh, Players Association, will be holding separate meetings uh, today and in tomorrow. And it looks like both sides will agree on a December 22nd start date for the 2020-2021 season. It looks like the season will be reduced to 72 games, and uh, with everything still going the same, uh, Toronto is looking for a different home rather than Toronto due to the border being shut and the lockdown provisions necessary for international travelers. So they are potentially going to be playing some places. Uh, Kansas City is a potential, maybe the favorite so far. But that is still not decided upon. Uh, Soon, coming up November 18th, the draft uh, and free agent period will be going on on November 18th. And then we get into when the NBA season will happen. Now, the NBA does not want to go at the same time as the Summer Olympics, since many of those players do go and play represent for basketball. So 72-game schedule also allows them starting on December 22nd to have their annual Christmas Day extravaganza. If you watch basketball or just don't want to watch Christmas stuff anymore because you're Christmas out, the NBA has more or less taken over Christmas Day with high-level games happening. Now, the NFL this year decided to have a game on Christmas So it's going to be a battle to see the two heavyweights. The NBA draws thousands and sometimes millions of people to watch their games. So does the NFL. On one of the biggest viewing days possible, Christmas Day, it's going to be a throwdown and so interesting to see the numbers and what happens there. The NFL kind of was dipping their toes in and they weren't sure because the NBA switched uh, their schedule. They might have had it all to their own. We'll wait and see, but it looks like the NBA is getting uh, the ball rolling on the next season, and we will see what goes from there. The CFL, the poor CFL, I miss the CFL so very, very much, while they're planning for their 2021 season, which includes the draft. Now, since there was no 2020 season, and those rookies who were drafted in Uh, the 2020 draft already they don't want to complicate things make things even tougher for teams so everyone's going to go in hat and we're going to pick them the order since there was no finishing order it's going to be a luck of the draw like a lottery scenario and everyone's favorite it's going to be a snake draft so if you ever play fantasy you know what a snake draft is so team number one through to team number nine is the first round 
and then the team who picked ninth uh, in the last round will start the next round. So it goes one to nine, and then nine to one, and that way until the six rounds are done. Now it's a little bit less for this season again because there are there is already a rookie class who never got to play. So you're going to have an even bigger roster to go through uh, after the 2021 draft going into the 2021 season. So just to make it a little bit easier and those people who were draft eligible for 2021 in the U Sport NCAA in other leagues uh, are allowed to play one more season because their season got canceled so they can defer their eligibility to be drafted by one whole year which is good news it looks like the CFL is planning for the future looks like they're still trudging ahead to have a season next year hopefully we will have our butts in the seats for that I am so excited uh, and that's the news now we get to get on to the good stuff so we have two very interesting, lovely stories. One very short, one very long, and means so much, I think, to the sports world and what we really, really need right now. So the first news story is Clay Thompson, part of the Splash Brothers, uh, the Warriors, and Golden State, uh, is beloved by many, many sports fans, uh, including Miss Deborah Wright. Now, uh, if you don't know her or who she is, that's a-okay. Uh, she is a dedicated Warriors fan and Clay fan. Uh, unfortunately for Miss Wright, uh, she has uh, developed a form of cancer uh, and is bedridden and staying home isolated right now with everything going on and staying as safe as she can. But that doesn't mean she can't get good luck and good messages from her favorite player, Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, and the Golden State Warriors heard her story, how much she loves watching the Warriors, how much she loves Clay. She got a personal FaceTime conversation with Clay Thompson uh, over FaceTime, and it's so lovely. And it's so lovely to see athletes just going out of their way to make a fan's day, make them feel up, especially with how things are going on. It just shows that. Knowing your position as an athlete, you have so much power and good that you can do. And just little things of taking time out of your day to have conversations with people means the world to so many people. And it's just so lovely that they know the power that they have and they can reach out and find those people and be able to have those conversations. Maybe it you know, gets them smiling and that's all it takes. Maybe it changes their whole mood and gets them going and actually changes the course of how they are or what they're feeling, if possible. The The magic that comes from this is just phenomenal. And any athlete who's willing to do these, to do make-a-wish visits, to do anything that brightens up the day, a smile, a high-five, a signature... That's the power that really comes from being an athlete and shows what I think you're made of. If you can do that and you take the time to do that, there's no telling the, the height and the importance that you can show that sport has. And with that, that's what sport is all about, is showing the power that comes from these encounters, the fan encounters, showing how much you care, how much you want to know about that person. Those people know so much about 
you, your stats, where you come from. Just showing a little bit of grace, a smile, a high five, spending your time to get to know these fans is just what makes someone above and beyond so special. And that's the power that sport has. That's why this podcast exists. It's about uniting everyone together. And athletes are the way to do that. So this next story uh, I've been saving for a little bit, kind of for a rainy day. And with everything that's gone on with the elections happening this past week, I think that this story is needs to see the light of day. Now, if you're not familiar, the World Games, kind of like the Olympics, but for sports that aren't in the Olympics. Pretty simple. So we're actually going to be covering the World Games next week in a segment. And uh, this goes along with this, but this is probably the feel-good story of the year. And I just, with the year that we've been having and everything, I think this story now needs to see the light of day on this podcast. If you've read news articles before, you might have heard this story. But the World Games will be taking place in Birmingham, Alabama in 2022. Uh, and they have events that are not on the Olympic program. One big event for the World Games is lacrosse. Now, if you've lived in North America and know anything about it, you know how big the game of lacrosse is and how deeply rooted it is in Aboriginal culture. And if you've ever seen a World Championship uh, lacrosse event, they usually feature a team or a flag that many of you might not know what it comes from. It is the Iroquois Nationals which is a team made up of members of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. Uh, They do not hail from what we consider a traditional country, but they hold very much high, distinct honor as being the originators of lacrosse as we know it, or as they once called it, the medicine game. I remember learning about this in school, learning about the importance of the game and what it was uh, to them, and how uh, they have shown and shared this wonderful game to the rest of the world. Uh, And not only from the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, but other Aboriginal nations, Uh, and how lucky we have been to be shown the game and what it means and how they took it and how we play it and share it now. So the Iroquois Nationals, they're damn good. They're currently ranked third in the world based on the 2018 World Championships. So the ranking goes USA, Canada, Iroquois National, Australia, England, Japan, Israel, Puerto Rico, Germany, the Philippines, Scotland, and Ireland. Those are the top 12. And I give you the top 12 because it plays into part of the story later on. Now for the World Games, like I said, it features events and sports that are not necessarily part of the Olympic program uh, and some sports are up and coming uh, like parkour is part of the world game so we'll talk about it next episode but for now the world games features eight teams that are invited to participate unfortunately this is where it kind of gets a little political or just not really thinking about how things should play out So the eight teams that were invited to the World Games are the USA, Canada, Australia, Germany, Great Britain, Japan, Israel, and Ireland. If you're counting with your fingers, you got to eight 
but there seems to be a big omission. That omission was the Iroquois Nationals. Just straight up, not anyone was thinking, no one was really thinking of the long term, what it meant. They were essentially looking at the rule book or looking at a piece of paper and went, oh, it's supposed to be like this? Okay. Thousands upon thousands, 50,000 people signed petition, people protested to reverse this, but it came too late. We'll talk about the omission. Thousands of people were upset. To the World's Game credit, they made a mistake and did acknowledge that. Uh, and they did fix that problem uh, with not inviting the Iroquois national team to uh, the World Games. Now, that being said, it was a little too little too late. Uh, whereas going forward, the Haudenosaunee nation is eligible to compete uh, but it did no good for the 2022 games. This is where the highest sign of sportsmanship comes in. One of those teams that was invited was Ireland. Now, I told you those rankings were going to come in handy a little bit later. Ireland is ranked 12th out of those teams, so really not as high as the others, especially not as high as the Iroquois national team. Ireland got together, and this is just this so cool. They discussed what should happen, and after quickly discussing, it wasn't even a thought in their mind whether they should or shouldn't be doing that. They removed themselves from the competition in order for the Iroquois national team to fill their spot. A team member for Team Ireland, Sonny Campbell, uh, said that none of them would be going to the games in the first place if it wasn't for the Iroquois and the gift of their medicine game. We support them, and if that means giving up our spot so that the Iroquois team could go, didn't matter. But the Iroquois needed to be there. Catherine Conway, who is the communications director for the Ireland Lacrosse and an assistant coach for the women's national team, stated that they recognized that there was a problem, and that them going, and the number third, and the number three team in the world not going, deemed ineligible for the event, was just absurd. We felt really strong that just putting something on social media was not the appropriate thing to do because talk is cheap. We felt that action was necessary. Aren't those the words? When talk is cheap, everyone puts something on social media. They backed up their words with an action so huge. It's I think the definition of sportsmanship, definition of sportsmanship and writing a wrong. A team who got a spot but saw the injustice and instead of talking, they acted. Righted a wrong, created a solution for a problem that needed to be fixed, and it's it's honestly beautiful. And for 2020, it's the present for sportsmanship and good vibes and smiles that we all need to hear. After Ireland vacated their position, an invitation was given out and accepted by the Iroquois National, who not only will be competing for themselves, but are competing for Ireland as well. Of course, not figure. it's more figurative, not actual, but they posted on their official Twitter uh, that they acknowledge how above and beyond Ireland went for them, and not only just for them, but what is right. Their actions speak so much louder than words ever could, and they will never forget their actions. And now they are a part of the spirit 
of lacrosse, which is such so powerful words from the creators of the medicine game, the ones who gave the gift of this game, just so powerful. You can hear the emotion in their quote, and you know, come 2022, they are going to be fuming with excitement, with joy, with all that expression, and just, they're practically going to be two teams. They're going to have the spirit of Ireland and they're going to have the spirit of themselves competing. And I would hate to go up against them. And if you, I guess if you want to win, you might have to beat them. It's just such a huge story. And for those of you listening, if, if you're not as just enthralled with this, that's A-OK. But just the sportsmanship that oozes out of this story is just so beautiful. And so thank you to the Haudenosaunee people, the Confederacy uh, the Team Ireland, the Iroquois Nationals, just so beautiful. And I can't wait to see in 2022 how this story plays out. Just a side note, too, a little bit about, I guess, the World Games uh, before we get into it next episode. Uh, but the World Games does not uh, does recognize some nations that the IOC does not, such as the Iroquois Nationals. Uh, who, again, don't come from a specific country, but they have their own passport. So they are a nation, uh, just not recognized by some organizations like the IOC. So as before, uh, England, Scotland, and Wales all are different nations and compete as themselves at the World Games. But for the Olympics, they are Great Britain. Some nations, such as Bermuda, Hong Kong, and Puerto Rico, are all recognized as independent nations, even though they are territories. This was all done before 1995 when a rule changed, making it harder for new nations to join the IOC. New countries are able to qualify as an Olympic nation uh, if your independent state is recognized by the international community. The World Lacrosse Association already recognizes the Haudenosaunee Confederacy as a nation. They compete and they will be competing at the World Games. Lacrosse is potentially slated to join the Olympic program in 2028. If we want to see the, the Haudenosaunee people and confederation join and compete at the Olympics, that is the only way that they would be able to do so. Uh, whether they would join in in other events, the possibility could be there as well. Um, only time will tell. But with this World Games uh event going on other nations who had qualified for lacrosse could have made objections of course that would just be silly because they all recognize this team and the Haudenosaunee people as a nation so there was a no objection contest for any of the other nations they are glad to recognize of course they're the number three team in the world right now you don't think you want to win the gold medal by beating the best by saying, no, no, you can't come. That's just showing you're scared. And that's just adding fuel to this fire. And you know the Iroquois Nationals are going to come huge in about a year and a half now. Because 2022 is not so far away like we think it is. So just remember, if things have you down, if you're not having a good day, if you just want to kind of shut out the world, just... Look for a story that makes you smile, watch a movie, listen to music, read a book, do something that you know gets you in a good mood, 
pet a dog, play with your cats, blow bubbles with your fish. Just do something that gets you going and happy and smiling because that's going to turn your day around, your hour around, your minute around, and that's going to be the start of making that change where more things make you happy and make you excited about the next day coming rather than things getting you down. Just think of the Iroquois Nationals and the goodwill that the uh, Ireland lacrosse team bestowed us righting a wrong and creating a new definition of what sportsmanship really is. And to finish off our episode this week, we're actually going to continue our Olympic coverage. Uh, So I did say we're going to go through each event, uh, and I said alphabetically. Well, after rereading the events, I didn't quite go in that order, realizing that it's in alphabetical order, but other sub-events go under the main title. So artistic swimming falls under aquatics, uh, which is where the true alphabet begins. But that's okay. We'll get through each one. Doesn't matter. So going under aquatics, uh, diving is the next event. And Canada has been pretty successful at recent games. Diving. Diving at the 2020 Olympics has eight events in total. Four for the women and four for the men. So this is our first event which features men. Those events are the 3-meter springboard, synchronized 3-meter springboard, 10-meter platform, and synchronized 10-meter platform. So both men and women compete in all of these events. In total, there are 136 spots for athletes, equal for both men and women, which is 68. And all athletes must be 14 years of age by December 31st, 2020. An individual country may not enter more than 16 athletes in total. Diving, in some form or another, has been around in the Olympics since 1904 at the St. Louis Games. Fun fact, these games happened during the World's Fair that happened in St. Louis at the same time, but were spread out uh, more than what we know today. Not a very successful Olympics. First known as fancy diving, which fits the era very much, another part of the dive was to see how far athletes could go underwater. Seems uh, not so much the diving that we think of, but uh, kind of kids at the pool. You want to see how far you can go, you dive. Sometimes you start where you're not supposed to dive and then end up in the deep water, or you dive and then you end up in the shallow, you hit the the floor. uh, It can be dangerous, folks, so uh, be very careful when and where you dive. Another part of the dive uh, eventually added the springboard diving, Uh, In 1912, women were allowed to compete in the diving, and by the 1920 games, both men and women were competing in the platform and springboard events. In 2000, uh, we say the inclusion of synchronized diving with both platform and springboard events bring us to what we know today for eight events. The U.S. has been the most successful at the event, but China has been equally successful, but has only started to compete since the 1984 games, so they have had less time and may eventually catch up to the U.S. in maybe the next handful of games. So how do you qualify for diving at the Olympics? Well, you got to put in a lot of work, a lot of diving, lots of time in the pool. 
It's a little more difficult than that. Uh, it's a little different between the individual and the team or synchronized portion, but there is still the same amount of spots. For the individual qualification, the top 12 individuals from the World Championships in 2019, because the games were supposed to be in 2020, automatically qualify with the other spots coming from Continental Championships and then semifinalists and those who have not yet qualified until the spots are filled up. Teams are a little different where the top three from the World Championships, the top four from the World Cup, and the host country qualify. Then the rest of the qualifiers come up from the best non-qualified teams from the World Cup until the number is met. All qualifiers have been filled so there are no last second Olympic qualifiers like other events, but it is up to the nation to fill the qualification spots as they are not tied to an individual which makes it a little unique. So Canada has qualified one team in the three meter springboard. They have secured one men's 10 meter spot, two women's three meter springboard spot, and two women's 10 meter platform spots. Hopefully that made sense. The event is scheduled between July 25th and August 7th, 2021. And for those of you who remember 2016, the Rio had diving and swimming outside and they used a little bit too much cleaner in the diving pools, which resulted in a green pool. It was cleaned up before the diving, but if you remember those images, they're probably ingrained in Olympic, recent Olympic history anyways. So we're going to go back and tell you the medalists and who to look out for in uh, potentially if they're still diving in the 2021 uh, events. So for the uh, men's side on the three meter springboard single, Chow Young of China, Jack Laffer of Great Britain, and Patrick Halsting from Germany were the medalists. Chen Asin from China, Germain Sanchez of Mexico, and David Buida from the USA for the 10-meter platform single dive. In the synchronized, Chris Mears and Jack Laffer, Great Britain, Sam Dormain and Michael Hickson of USA and Chow Yang and King Kia, China for the 3-meter springboard synchronized event. In the 10-meter platform synchronized, we have Chen Asen and Lin Yi of China, David Buida and Steele Johnson, great names for a team, USA, and Tom Daly and Daniel Goodfellow for Great Britain. On the women's side, we have Xin Ting Mao of China, He Zi of China, and Tian Cagnaro of Italy for the 3-meter springboard single. For the 10-meter platform single dive, we have Ren Can of China, Si Ya Ji of China, and Megan Benefito of Canada for the 10-meter platform. For the 3-meter synchro, springboard event we have Xin Ting Mao and Wu Ming Ya of China, Tian Cagnaro and Francesca Dallape of Italy, Madison Keeney and Annabelle Smith of Australia for the medalists. In the 10 meter platform synchronized we have Chen Rulin and Yi Hang Yu of China, Qiong Jing Hong and Pandela Ringyong of Malaysia, and Megan Benefito and Rosalind Filion of Canada meddling for this event. 
So look out for uh, Canada and lots of Chinese contention, some uh, Great Britain in there. And are there going to be any upsets? We'll have to wait. So be it. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Unite podcast. I do apologize for all the names I just butchered. I practice and I'm just not very good at the English language. And that is my first language. So I have no hope. But if you've listened this long, uh, hopefully you're not too uh, worried or offended. And if you are, I'm going to do lots of more Hooked on Phonics and Rosetta Stone and do whatever it takes to get a little bit better at this language and other languages. And thank you very much. So for the next episode, episode 25, the big 2-5, we are going to be doing a big giveaway. It's going to be a big segment. So uh, comment on our social media page what your favorite sports movie is that's just a little bit of a hint of what the episode is going to be centered around sports movies is going to be the big subject and we're going to have a big discussion on what it means and kind of give you what i think about sports movies and a very probably decisive a very divisive top 10 movies so go comment on our social media pages sports and a podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Sports Night Pod 1 on Twitter, or email us at sportsunitepodcast at gmail.com. Give us your picks for your favorite movies. And listening to episode 25, we will tell you how to enter in the contest for a prize. So the more people that enter, the bigger the prize is going to be. Are we going to give away a big item or a small item? It all depends on you, the listeners, how much you share the podcast, how much you get people to like the uh, social media pages, how many people email in. Let us know uh, going forward. So that's going to do it for this episode, episode 24. Have a wonderful weekend. No matter where you are, no matter what is happening in the world, the outcome of whatever is happening in your neighborhood or just you care about, smile, laugh, and if you see a wrong do what Team Ireland did and make a right so that the people who deserve to be there are there and become the biggest sportsmanship person you can be in your life, your family's life, and your friends' lives. So stay safe, smile, be the sportsman I know you all can be, and sport on.